0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts on the biggest stories.
1: You are Locked On Vikings, your daily
2: Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the program. It's the 408th episode on this little show on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Sam Ekstrom, covering the Vikings for zonecoverage.com on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, your host for today. Co-host Sage Rosenfeld's late scratch illness, the reason. been going around, Sage. We get it. It's fine. Forgiveness. I had it as well two weeks ago. Hopefully it's nothing too severe for Mr. Rosenbells. He'll be back with us later in the week to discuss what the Vikings have done in the draft. And that was the theme yesterday at Rick Spielman's press conference as he addressed reporters two days prior to the first round where the Vikings picked 30. There was also off-season workout access for media. I was at TCO Performance Center yesterday. We got to watch the Vikings work out, which, to be honest, amounts to a lot of jumping jacks, a lot of stretches, some throwing medicine balls around, and doing some sprints. A couple balls got thrown, but not too many. It's not the highest intensity type of thing. But we did get to hear from Everson Griffin, Xavier Rhodes, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins, which made it worth our while. We got some nuggets to report on that, but first... Rick Spielman addressing the media. I've always thought Rick to maybe believe he's cleverer than he actually is. He believes that by controlling the message a certain way, he can hoodwink the media, or maybe not the media, but he can hoodwink other general managers by putting quotes out there that try to show that he's steering a certain way. You know, he and Mike Zimmer are both fully on the train of trying to control a message. Mike Zimmer admitted as much. After the Kirk Cousins signing, Mike Zimmer said, I only said some things at the Combine to throw you off the scent. And you got to believe that comes from the top down. And Spielman has a history. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm sure a lot of GMs use the art of deception. But he has a history of doing the opposite of saying one thing two days before the draft and then delivering the opposite of what he claimed. Most notable example was the insistence in 2016 that they were not going to go receiver necessarily with their first round pick, only to take Laquan Treadwell at 23. So I preface that because... The tone was very similar yesterday when Rick Spielman spoke to reporters about offensive line, and he was emphatic that the Vikings are not necessarily going offensive line in the first round. And that's everything you need to know about where the Vikings are at because when you're picking 30th, there are 29 teams in front of you. And even if you get to, like, pick 23, 24 – and there's still a handful of options on the board, once teams get a whiff that there's going to be a run on offensive linemen, they're going to go bam, 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 tic-tac-toe, gone. Possibly in rapid succession. So if the Vikings at 30 are believed to covet an offensive lineman, then team at 31, 32, 33, 34, they say, hey, we want this guy, Minnesota wants a lineman, we're making a trade. We're hopping to 28, we're hopping to 29, we're not going to let Minnesota get our guy. And Minnesota is in that unenviable spot of having to watch almost every team in the first round go before them, which means they may have to be prompted to trade up if things get dire. But here's Rick Spielman claiming, that the Vikings are not interested necessarily in offensive line in the first round. In fact, he says there are five positions they might take in the first round. To me, it sounds like a team that's really trying to get offensive line.
1: But I think we're in a position, especially at 30, that, uh, you know, as everybody thinks that we're locked in in an offensive line, that's absolutely not the case. I think right now the way our draft board's developed, we have five different positions uh, that we can we can go in any direction depending on how the board's fallen Thursday
2: night. When Spielman says there are a multitude of options in the first round, I believe him in some sense. If six linemen go before the Vikings and they've reached a point where the drop off is significant, sure, I could see them going cornerback, defensive line, tight end, perhaps. But it's not as if the Vikings are keyed in to simply a guard or a tackle or a center. Because of the flexibility of their own team, chiefly Mike Remmers, who Spielman complimented later on saying that Remmers gives them terrific flexibility in that he can play guard at a winning level or tackle at a winning level, Spielman's words. So the Vikings just need the best linemen Available, Not the best tackle, not the best guard or center available, any lineman. So it's hard for me to believe that there's not going to be somebody there that's high on the Vikings board. So it just comes down to whether it's Billy Price, a center, Isaiah Wynn, a guard, Connor Williams, a tackle. This could shake out in a lot of ways, but I am now 75% sure the Vikings will go offensive line in the first round. And if I can figure it out, I'm just a podcaster. I have a hard time believing that Spielman's really fooling anybody here. But take it for what it's worth.
0: Those are his words. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDINNBA. masterclass or at least your time at home masterclass.com slash P E R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdown slash offers that's lockdownpodcastcom slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning into to lockdown podcast network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. I also got a kick out of
2: the conversation about the draft board. Maybe you've heard about the draft board. They introduced it at the TCO Performance Center Media Tour almost two months ago, just prior to free agency. Reporters got to sit in there. 40 LED screens, basically from wall to wall, across a room. I would say 50 feet long. It's incredible. It's sort of like the Wheel of Fortune wall with all the the lit-up squares, sort of like that, except NFL Draft version. And it's interactive in a touchscreen way where, if you've seen SportsCenter, you know the bit where you touch a name, it pops up or goes over to the side or it lights up, and you can order people. I guess it's sort of like, as well, your fantasy football draft online when you can create a queue of players that you want. That's what the Vikings have totally blown up, larger than life in their draft room. And Spielman said it then, and he said it again yesterday, that he's nervous about messing things up, clicking the wrong button, breaking the machine. I can't help but picture the goings-on in that draft room, like as the clock is winding down, and the Vikings are trying to figure out who they're going to take, and Spielman can't find the right button. It's a hilarious thought. And it's funny because up until now, the Vikings have done what, to me, sounds like a very primitive draft day process. And Spielman described it yesterday. Let's listen to what he said. I would
1: consider myself not an IT person, but I know how to break things very easily. Not only IT stuff, a lot of other things. But I haven't been able to break the board. And it's been uh, the biggest thing that I was very nervous about was – this is my first time in, I think, 30 years that I've never gone without magnets. And so this board has been incredible. And again, all the credit to the Wilkes for giving us the resources to have you know such a unique board, which I don't think any other team in the NFL or any other sport has this type of board. Um, it made us so much more efficient. Uh, so when we're sitting there and we're working in our areas of the board. Um, And as you know, I work horizontally. So I'm going down to this end and pulling this tag for defensive end, I'm going down to this end and pulling a tag for this running back. Well, it takes me, the way I walk, 10 minutes to do all those uh, tags. Now I'm just pushing things within 30 seconds. And we've been so much more efficient. And the time we've saved by the technology that's in that room has been incredible.
2: Okay, so according to the GM, the Vikings had manually printed out cards that were magnetized to a wall that Spielman had to physically drag from one spot to another in order for them to have visual aid to their process. It's 2018. It was 2017 last year when the Vikings apparently did this for the last time. Is that the best, most efficient way that you could have imagined the draft process going? Really? Do we not have computers? Do we not have projectors? Do we not have, like, a Google Doc that could be shared? Are they nervous to create a Google Doc that it might leak? Is there not some way for a very savvy computer-minded person who can create a program with all the lists, maybe on various tabs. Spielman can bark out orders as he looks at it. I mean, the way the way Spielman makes it sound is he's the only one who was taking these cards, and maybe he's a control freak. Maybe he wants to do that. But don't you think they could all just sit there and look at a screen, bark out commands to the computer operator and have him sort of control the technological aspect of it? I just can't fathom that in the NFL, where you're always trying to get an edge, that the Vikings were limiting themselves to paper and pencil, basically, and magnets to construct their draft room. And Spielman said that they were actually limiting their ability to do work the days before the draft because they had to make draft cards. They had an assembly line. They couldn't tweak their board the last two days. Because the cards had to get done. I know I sound sassy here, but come on. What are we talking about? And it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek rant that I'm going on because I don't think it really had a huge impact probably on who the Vikings picked or their ability to be successful in the draft. But it's it's confounding to me that the leap had to be this great from magnets to touchscreen. And if the Vikings don't get their card in on time, all la 2003 with Kevin Williams, then cut live to the draft room, Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman rolling around fighting on the floor for Rick's lack of technological prowess. I can already see the simulations that they're doing, trying to recreate a draft day situation. somebody, Somebody throwing them a curveball and having Rick try to react accordingly on his interactive draft board. I don't know if I'm the only one who's cracked up by this, but it's pretty funny. It's Locked On Vikings, Locked On Podcast Network. Other nuggets yesterday from the Vikings facility. Everson Griffin went into further detail about his foot injury last year, and we knew it was plantar fascia. Not sure we knew that it was a tear. He said he completely tore it in that Browns game. It makes his second half maybe a little more understandable that his production dropped off, but also even more impressive that he was able to play through that, only missing one game, to my knowledge. And he had a pretty nice divisional round game. Didn't have much success, however, in the NFC championship game. But this is why the Vikings need defensive line depth, because they had Everson Griffin on the field in the last play of a game. When the Vikings had a 17-point lead against the Cleveland Browns, and he got hurt, but Griffin is very pleased to have the addition of Sheldon Richardson next to him, and he said the a new partner in crime on the Vikings' defensive line. Um,
0: And then bringing Sheldon Richardson in is, is is music to
2: my ears. You know, I love seeing that. You know, because the fastest way to the quarterback is up the middle, and you know, and if he's getting pressure up the middle, that means. That mean and push up the middle. That mean we can use more speed. You know, we're not getting as much chips. Um, and you know, but um, he's he's dominant. You know, um, he's got to learn how to pass rush a little bit. That's why he's here. But we got the best D line coach in the NFL. You know, um, Andre Patterson, and and he's going to help him tremendously because that's what he does. Um, he know how to um, make guys better each and every year. More injury updates. Uh, Dalvin Cook spoke with the media, as did Athletic trainer Eric Sugarman. And Sugarman told us that Cook will likely be limited in OTAs coming up next month, but he will probably be full go for training camp. We saw Cook sprinting with resistance bands yesterday at the facility. He looked strong. He looked spry. He was cutting well. He's about six and a half months into the recovery process, which Sugarman calls the sweet spot. This is where players actually get to to start doing football activities instead of just sitting on tables, stretching their legs, trying to get back their range of motion, now they actually start to get doing real, realistic things that they'll be doing at the NFL level. And Cook still has a long way to go. He still has to prepare for contact, but all signs point toward a progression for Cook, who continues to really impress me. And the thought that he was a character concern out of last year's draft, I mean, couldn't be further from my mind, or anyone else's mind, really, at this point. He's been nothing but diligent. He's been thoughtful with reporters. He seems very well-liked. He seems like a student. And through a year of Dalvin Cook, I think, even though he only played three and a half games, the the outlook for that investment looks very, very positive. Kyle Rudolph update, he is still limited in his activities. He said if he had to play right now, he probably wouldn't be very good. So he's still bouncing back from his surgery but I wouldn't expect him to be too limited once training camp comes around either. We heard from Kirk Cousins yesterday. And I liked Cousins' response when he was asked about the draft. A lot of people in this league claim to not care about the draft. They look the other way. And Brian Robinson is like, no, I'd much rather go fishing. There are some guys in this league that are players but not fans. They don't watch much football outside of the facility. I don't think Kirk Cousins is like that. Cousins said... I'm a fan of the league. I want to know my opponent. I want to understand the needs of my opponents and which direction they're going as organizations. I love that response. I think sometimes it's fun to hear, if you're a fan of the league, that the players love it as much as you do and that they watch it as intently as you do. I think sometimes it's, it's discouraging to hear that players don't care as much as you might. So to hear Cousins is a big draft guy, I think that's cool to hear. And obviously plenty of accolades from Cousins about the new culture, the new environment. He said that he wasn't fooled during the draft process. Everything that he was sold came to fruition in Minnesota. And we got to see him throw some balls yesterday to Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, two guys with whom he met in Atlanta before the team reported to TCO Performance Center. He said he wanted to build a foundation and just get to know his two top receivers I think that's another respectable trait about Kirk Cousins, who got rave reviews as well from some of his offensive players yesterday. Last nugget that I've got, the Terrence Newman update. We talked about it on Monday's show. Mum, Xavier Rhodes said that he's been in contact with Terrence, but they don't talk about football. They just talk about life. And Rick Spielman asked about it as well. Very curt. He said, if there's any news, we'll let you know. The team completely quiet on Terrence Newman. Talked about it with Sage, who, again, projected that when you have a veteran like Newman, he's probably made up his mind at this point. He probably knows exactly who he's going to play for, if he's going to play, and it's just a matter of letting the draft process play out. If he wanted to get a job at all, he probably could have taken an offer by now elsewhere, but the fact that the Vikings were so hush-hush, again, tells me that I think Newman might be coming back. Believe the opposite, is what I say. And that is the show on Lockdown On Vikings, Locked On Podcast Network. Hopefully Sage feeling better tomorrow to talk about the draft on the day of. We still don't know who's going first, and I hope it doesn't get leaked. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It always does. But it would be great if Roger Goodell took the podium and we didn't know who was going to be picked. Wouldn't that be fun for a change? Just a little suspense. Stay off Twitter. Twitter spoils everything when it comes to the draft. It happens tomorrow. Once again, you can follow the show on iTunes or LockdownVikings.com. My name's Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom. Also on Instagram, Sam Ekstrom NFL. Follow along there, not only for Vikings updates, but plenty of dog pictures as well. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out
0: to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star
2: snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into
0: Locked On Wolves daily Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.